the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by New Covenant Church, Humble. behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good afternoon, Southeast Texas. This is Pastor John Allworth. I'm coming to you live today, but I'm coming to you from my house. We had some complications at home. My father-in-law is in the hospital, and if you all don't mind, we're going to pray for him in a second. And uh, I had to come get a kiddo, and so I am doing it from home, which always makes me a little nervous. But I didn't want to miss because uh, last week I had the flu. I know a lot of people are sick out there, and uh, so I had to play a rerun. And so I wanted to be with you all today. You know, the Bible is a book about recovery. You know, some people may hear that, oh, recovery radio is coming on. And I don't have a problem with addiction, and and I never have. And so I'm not going to listen. But the truth of the matter is, is that the principles that God wants us to follow for recovery are the same principles as he wants us to follow for our Christian walk. You see, God just doesn't want us to be sober. He wants to restore us. And whether or not you're going through addiction or you're going through a divorce or you're going through the enemy who got you down with shame and guilt because we've all fallen short of the glory of God, or you've got anxiety, depression, or codependency where you're always trying to make somebody happy and you never seem to get there, or maybe you lost a job, whatever it is, the Bible is a book not only about recovery, but the Bible gives us, it's like an open book test. It tells us how to live. And those principles that Jesus Christ taught when he came that we we read about in the Gospels, we read about in his incredible, incomparable Sermon on the Mount, those are the principles that we have taken for recovery, for true effective recovery and restoration. You see, Jesus's signature ministry, I've heard it said, was deliverance. He delivered people. He delivered them from demonic possession. He delivered them out of hell, paralysis, whatever it was. Jesus took compassion over everyone that he came across, and he delivered them. He even delivered Lazarus from the clutches of death. And and by being resurrected, by God sending his only begotten son so that 
whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. And then by giving us the promise of the resurrection and that resurrection power and leaving us with a helper that's talked about in John chapters 14 and 16, the Holy Ghost. You see, Jesus has delivered us indeed from death and delivered us from sin. And those same principles that we, that, we, that we strive for, as we strive to imitate Christ in our lives and be Christ-like and, and live like Jesus. And, of course, none of us come anywhere close to, to Jesus, but that's our goal. That's our aspiration. That's what Paul talked about is, is, is striving towards that end. And, and, and that's, that's what we're uh, called upon to do. We're called upon to make disciples of all nations, to cre- preach the gospel to all creation, to be witnesses to his power all across the earth. And, you know, many people believe, of course, the Bible tells us no man knows the time or hour, but many people believe that the Lord is coming back. We see changes in our society which are, are not godly. We see all kinds of disruptions in our political systems, in our, in our weather, in, in, in our lives, and pandemics. And we see these things and, and wars and rumors of wars and conflict. And, and you know, we, we can't even get along in this country anymore, much less with other countries. We see these things and many people believe that the time is near. But in any event, you know, one of the reasons that I'm on this radio is because through the power of Jesus Christ, nothing that I did myself, I couldn't do it, but I was delivered. I, I have, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I was set free through the power of a relationship with Jesus Christ, through relying on the Holy Spirit instead of myself, instead of praying for God's, instead of my own will, praying for God's will in my life and doing the best I can to aspire to that. And so I, I, I feel obligated to shout it from the mountaintop. And again, these principles, these are biblical principles that if we follow, they'll get us out of anything. When we, when we rely not on ourselves, but on him and, and, and his will, because his plans are always better than our plans. And, and sometimes we pray and we think that we don't get the answers or the solutions that we want. But I found in my life, in my journey, that many times I just didn't recognize what he was doing for me and, and, and his plan. He, even when, you know, God only chastises those he loves. Even when, when, when bad things happened to me, he was strengthening me. We are, we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And it is through that testimony, the fires that I walked through, that my faith was refined. In fact, indeed, my faith was created. It is through those fires that I'm now able to help other people. And so I feel obligated to shout from the mountaintops that people don't have to live the way they're living, whether it's because they're under the bondage of addiction. I used the word pandemic earlier. You know, we've been focused in our society on the pandemic, and it's been terrible. And I'm very sorry for, I know many, many hundreds of thousands of people have lost loved ones, and it's terrible, and it was correct to focus on it. But we've had a pandemic with addiction for centuries and you know for example under if we look at the under the age 45 one drug fentanyl has killed more people than covid and alcohol kills people and i i heard something on the radio about uh, how many people tobacco kills every year you know there's all kinds of addictions there's addictions to the love there's addictions to gambling there's addictions to pornography 
which hijacks the brain. I had a guest on that I'm going to have come back and talk about that, uh, about how it hijacks the brain. And our kids are looking at this stuff constantly. It's so readily available. There's addictions to shopping. There's addictions to codependency. Addictions to, I think, some people who the anxiety and depression. So you can be under the bondage of the enemy could get us where we're weak. So I encourage people to listen to what I'm going to talk about, the principles that can bring you out of whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're dealing with in your life. You know, strained relationships, divorce, guilt over a past sin that you've committed. These principles certainly apply to addiction from alcohol and drugs, but they apply to so many more things. But let's go to prayer. Father God, I, I, we come to you today. Uh, Father, I ask that that you give us your comfort that is a comfort beyond anything that we can give each other. We are so thankful and grateful for your love and your forgiveness and your grace. And Father, I ask that you comfort all those out there that are dealing with sickness. We know that we are healed by your stripes. Let us look to you for healing. You are the God of healing, Jehovah Rapha. We ask that you comfort all the, the loved ones who are dealing with loss and are, and are caretaking and taking care of family members. Father, I lift up a special personal prayer for my father-in-law. You know what he's going through, everything that he's dealing with. And for my wife, who's at his side 24-7, I thank you, Father, for the love that you've put in her heart and for the love in everyone's heart out there that's taking care of someone who's ill. And I ask that... that uh, that you heal people and comfort people, that you touch them supernaturally. We pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, so let's get into some of these principles I'm going on and on about. Let's talk about what we're talking about. And I'm going to ground this in what's called the 12 steps. And again, people may be turned off. Oh, I'm not, I don't need 12 steps. And by the way, I heard that's not even Christian. Well, the 12 steps, I'll have you know, are biblically based. And man has taken it and, and made it sometimes into something else. But there are 12-step groups all over town where people talk about Jesus, certainly talk about God. The big book of Alcoholics Anonymous talks about God constantly. God is throughout in a relationship. In fact, uh, many people describe the 12 steps as a, as a journey to a spiritual awakening. And don't we all need that? These 12 steps have been described as, as one of the most powerful inventions of the 20th century. I, I believe that anybody, whether or not they've ever even my 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 stepson's a wonderful man. He's never even touched a cigarette or or had a drink of alcohol. But even if you've never done any of those things, and certainly even if you don't have a problem, you could benefit because it's a road to spiritual awakening. It's a spiritual road. It's the same road or a similar road to what Jesus Christ wants us to walk down. So let's look at it. The first step is we admitted we were powerless over, let's put alcohol in it or whatever you're dealing with, and that our lives have become unmanageable. Now, we've rewritten that in our Break Every Chain uh, to say that we've admitted that without Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're powerless, and our lives have become unmanageable. And so the, the, first, the principle of the first step is honesty. Now, that's a Christian trait or Christian desire, if I've ever heard one, to be honest. Proverbs 12.22 says, The Lord detests lying lips but he delights in people who are trustworthy. And, of course, Jesus said in John eight thirty two, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Yes, Jesus Christ wants to deliver you to freedom no matter what you're dealing with today. I can promise you that. He is such a good and wonderful God. And he delivered me from things that I had no power to, be, to get away from on my own. But certainly I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. 
All right, so step two in the 12 steps, and we're going to go over the steps and the principles underlying it and some scripture for each step. Because again, no matter what you're dealing with in your life right now, I'm telling you these principles because they are the Christian walk. They mirror the Christian walk. They can set you free. Step two is, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. In our Break Every Chain ministry, which, by the way, we'll be going to the Open Door Mission tonight at 7, ministering to those men who are chained, who, where God is transforming lives. It's a 110-bed facility. You'll hear, if you listen to this program, you'll hear me talk about it all the time. We go in there every Wednesday night after this radio program and minister to these men. And these men go through a five- to nine-month period, and if they go all the way through, they get medical benefits. They learn how to read if they don't know how to read. You know, these are homeless and addicted men. They get their GED if they don't have it. They get computer skills, how to put together a resume. They, they, you know, a third of the program is, of course, spiritual, and they learn the Word. They they, they are studying the Word constantly. And when, instead of being homeless and addicted at the end of the program, they get a job. <laughs> it's just amazing and a place to live. It's, it's a wonderful program. Well, well I, I have people on this program all the time from the Open Door Mission. Anyway, back to, the, to our subject matter today. Uh, we've changed it and break every change to came to believe that Jesus Christ, the Father and the Holy Spirit, could restore us to sanity. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So this, this principle is hope. The first principle was honesty. This one's hope. Don't we need hope as Christians? That's what we have. We have hope. We, I, I don't know how people deal with loss. I mean, this life, we'll always have trials and tribulations in this life, Jesus told us. I don't know how people deal with the ups and downs of this life, the, the, the difficulties that are thrown our way and, and the loss of loved ones, if they don't have hope, if they don't know that they're going to see their loved ones again, I don't know how they do it. In Romans 7.24, Paul asked, who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Well, there's only one answer. And that's the restoration that I'm talking about. The restoration that God wants for each and every one of you, no matter what you're going through out there. doesn't have to be addiction. He wants to restore you. We have such a good and wonderful and loving God. In fact, in Jer- Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord said, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope for a future. You know, if you've got somebody out there that you're, you know of that's under the bondage of addiction, because... Probably most of the people, or almost a very large percentage of the people that are hearing my voice right now, don't suffer from addiction. But I would almost be willing to bet that every single one of them has a family member, a loved one, an old friend, a co-worker, somebody that they know and care about that is suffering from addiction. It impacts millions and millions of Americans, and it's only getting worse. COVID made it worse. People retreated into into the bottle or into the pill or whatever it was they 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 uh, succumbed to. So, First Peter one thirteen says, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed as His coming. We talked about that earlier. We have hope as Christians. We have hope, no matter what we're going through at any given time. We know the Lord has us in the palm of His hand. We know that if he puts us through something, it's to strengthen our faith. We know that, that 
Paul said, for example, he said, to die is to gain, but I stay with you so that I may help you. To die, I paraphrase there, but he said, to die is to gain. And he'd been taken up to heaven. And that is hope. That is hope. The, 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 the promise of eternal life gives us hope, for no matter what we go through, that Jesus will be there with us in the end. Tell us, well done, my good and faithful servant. Isn't that what we all want to hear? The third step made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of Jesus Christ and God the Father. And, you know, that's the big one. I see so many people that, and God bless the 28-day programs, but I really, truly believe that without a spiritual awakening, it's impossible to be fully and truly restored. And I do believe that the people that go through faith-based programs, and they tend to be much more owners. They tend to be much longer. They tend to be more disruptive to a person's life. But I truly believe that the months that may be spent in a faith-based program, by the way, almost all faith-based programs are free, whereas in 28 days, not so much. But, you know, I, I, I see people that don't have, don't put God into the recovery, and, and there's no restoration. We hear about white-knuckled, Alcoholics who, yeah, they may be sober, but are they happy? Are they free? Are they restored? So we got to make a decision to turn our will over to God. That's the first thing they told me when I went into rehab myself was they said, not your will, but his will be done. Not your will, but his will be done. In fact, you know, Jesus came for to, to help us. People that he said in Mark 2.17, he said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. So when you're out, if you're out there, you're a sinner. If you're hearing my voice, you're a sinner. You've made mistakes. And the enemy wants to use those mistakes to make you put, that, put you down in shame and guilt. And those are lies from the pit of hell. Jesus came to lift us out of our sin. You know, the Bible tells us in Romans 6.16, don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God which leads to righteous living. Uh, we are slaves to, if we're addicts, we're slaves to whatever it is, alcohol, uh, opioids, uh, whatever whatever it may be, cocaine, whatever it may be. We are slaves to that, and Jesus wants to set us free. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. So faith is the third principle. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, Paul wrote, For we walk by faith, not by sight. It's one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible, in my opinion. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know, it's turning that corner we see when we work with these men in the Open Door Mission. It's turning that corner where there, there's doubt and where they begin to see but through honesty and through hope. They begin to have that faith. And they begin to believe that, indeed, God can lift them out of whatever they've been going through. And that takes our fourth principle, which is courage. The fourth step is made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Now, again, isn't that a biblical principle? Aren't we as Christians supposed to reflect on our actions and try to get better uh, to better ourselves? Well, we can't better ourselves, but I know someone who can, and his name is Jesus Christ. 
So in Lamentations 340, the Bible tells us, let us examine our ways and test them and let us return, return to the Lord. Let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. Again, step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. That takes courage to really look in the mirror and to be honest and to look at yourself and say, this is where I'm falling short. These are the changes I need. I can't do it by myself. Lord, I surrender my life to you. I pray to you for the courage and the will and the ability to do it. Holy Spirit, please help me to get to where I need to be because I can't do it on myself, by myself. Even Paul said to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh. It's that pride that holds us back. It's that pride that keeps us from admitting that we've got a problem. Again, your problem may be shopping. Your problem may be uh, trying to please everybody all the time. Your problem may be anxiety or depression, or it may be addiction. And it's that pride that keeps us from saying, look, I'm not doing this right. Lord, I I need your help, and we need courage. We need Step five is admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. This is integrity. In James 5.16, the Bible tells us, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And the fervent prayer of a righteous man is powerful indeed. So we've got to have integrity. We've got to come clean. We've got to be honest. That's you know one of the number one principles of, of being a solid Christian, of, of, of living the, the walk, walking the walk, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk that Jesus wants for us, and it's the principle of recovery. We've got to have integrity. And John, the next step is the willingness. We're entirely ready. Step six is we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Again, your character, your defects may be pride, and they may be envy, they may be jealousy, they may be anything, and and not not related to addiction because those kinds of things are underlying addiction. But you may not be an, an addict, but you may have a problem with pride. You may have a problem with jealousy, and so in John five six, Jesus asked the paralyzed man, "Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed?" Well, you've got to have a willingness. You've got to be entirely ready to have, ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Father, ask and you shall receive. You've got to be willing. And step seven is humbly ask God to remove all our shortcomings. You know, we're taught in this society, you know, I'm not a woman, so I don't mean to be insulting, but from a man's perspective, we're taught, solve your own problems. I'm sure that's true for, for ladies as well, but solve your own problems. Be a man. You know, come up with solutions. Well, truth of the matter is, the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron as one person sharpens another. And more importantly, that without him, we can't do anything. But through Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nothing is impossible for God. All kinds of things are impossible for us. So when we try to do these things on our own, and we, we don't have this humility, we don't humbly ask God for help, you know, there's the the... the I'm running out of time, but this is one of my favorite parables in the Bible of the tax collector and the Pharisee. And the Pharisee is looking down in his nose at the, at the tax collector and saying, I'm so glad I'm not like that man. And, that, and the tax collector is down there saying, God, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on me. And Jesus caps that parable off with, by saying, all those who, who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. Getting rid of the pride, which causes disaster, as we know. And being humble, 
that is a key to recovery, and it is a key to our Christian walk. Again, they mirror one another. The eighth step is is also important. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. We add in our break every chain, including ourselves, <laughs> because the, and through addiction, people harm themselves. And, and you've got to be able to forgive yourself. You can't have the enemy have you bogged down in, in shame and guilt. You've got to be able to forgive yourself. And that's true no matter what you're facing. Uh, maybe maybe you had a, an abortion. Maybe you committed adultery. Maybe, I don't know, what. maybe you stole something. Maybe it's plagued you because you know that was wrong. And it's plagued you all your life. And the enemy uses that against you. Well, well God wants you to come to him with it. Jesus wants to be your best friend. He wants, he wants you to forgive yourself through confessing to him and, and repenting, you know, changing. God, Jesus isn't looking for perfect people. He's looking for people who have changed hearts. He wants to take that heart of stone and make it into a heart of flesh. That's who our God is. He's such a wonderful, good, and loving God. Step eight is love, basically. That's love. We have to love one another. And forgiveness and not condemn people. You know, the Bible tells us, Jesus says, if you want to, your Father in Heaven to forgive you, then you need to forgive your brother. I mean, it's incredibly important. I think we're about out of time, folks. I didn't get through the last uh, of the steps, but maybe we'll pick that up later. I, I'm just trying to inspire people to live a better life, whether it's by ending the bondage to addiction or by just doing a better job of following Christ. I'm Pastor John Allworth, and we love you at New Covenant Church. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.